All right, dudes, this is crazy, but I'm in my usual spot where I have recorded podcasts in the past and also where I make my midday calls and chill by the woods and oftentimes where I do work on my phone. So it's kind of a multi-use space. It's also a public space. You know, it's not like the coffee shop. Like it's not like a desk and a it is kind of like a giant outdoor bathroom for like animals and plants. Plants also like shed matter, but humans also shed matter too. There's been this like pad. <laughs> and this is funny because when I was in Berlin, <clears throat> I, when I first started the podcast, uh, I talked about like rotting garbage, uh, because we were living near a, a small patch of woods. Um, at that apartment. Uh, but I was recording the podcast primarily in my fancy, sketchy, mostly stand-up desk that I had created uh, by stacking a bunch of things on top of a regular desk because I just didn't want to pay $200 for like this standing desk. And I tell you what, should have just done that from the very beginning and just dealt with having a laptop on a stand and foregone the $200 monitor that I thought I needed. So there's a lot of layers to having a business and being a solo entrepreneur. And one of those things is like finding where you work the best. And some people, they work totally well in noisy cafe environments or in like shared co-working spaces um, I haven't really tried that one out, but it's just the cold COVID thing. I'm like, I don't really want to be in a, a big room, but maybe it's, maybe it's a more quiet cafe and I should, I should try it out. But there is something about being in the woods that I find both relieving and relaxing because I get, I just grind so hard, uh, in my home office space. Now that I have a totally ergonomic workstation. <laughs> and this is the issue. It's like, you're trying to start up a business in like a month and you got to be going, you got to be going breakneck speed, you know, depending on how much time you have to give. So, and when you're building your business, you got to start thinking about that time. Like you only have so much energy, so much time, so much like physical energy to actually do something. So you want to make that time of good use. Um, yeah, but I'm in, in my usual space where I try and make good use of my time. And I was writing, uh, the content for the new landing page that's going to be launching soon. How soon? I hope before the end of the month. <laughs> Um, and part of that's like getting into the writing, getting into the writing content. Cause when you're the entrepreneur, like you kind of have an idea of what your business is in your mind, but you're also working on a lot of that stuff out. And it, how we know this is because when we talk about our business, it's like my friend said, <laughs> a bowl full of jelly. <laughs> it's a bowl full of jelly because, uh, that's kind of what business is. And 
creating it in like a visual space and being able to articulate it clearly and be concise about what it is that you're offering and the problem that you're trying to solve and for who you're trying to solve it. It's like a billboard, you know, you're, you're creating a billboard in mass consciousness and people are going to be flying around, you know, in the mass consciousness space that is the internet and they're going to be flying by looking at your thing and they're going to be like, Hmm, what's that? <laughs> you know, or they're like, help me build a website. You know, I don't know if you're ever that direct, but what back in the day there was like, ask Jeeves was the search engine. And you literally would go in there and type a question, like a really specific question. And now when I search for things online, I just kind of put in random keywords <laughs> Instead of searching for, um, like, instead of like literally asking the internet a question, but that's where the money is. It's in the long tailed searches because people are searching all kinds of stuff. And then there are people that are searching like the keywords, but I feel like keywords searching and like optimizing your site for keywords. It's really just, it's plain whack-a-mole and it's playing not pin the tail on the donkey. What's the other one? Slot machines. Yeah, it's basically slot machines. So I'm in my regular spot, babies. And um, I had this whole kind of wheel of emotions around this before we started recording. But this, uh, I, I actually seen him on the walk down here. I had seen him across the street. And I was like, cool, people walking in the hood because that happens. And this guy, uh, you know, after I was sitting here and I was starting to write my content <laughs> after just chilling briefly. I was like, all right, let's, let's just start working, you know? Um, and he, you know, I thought that maybe I startled him initially, but after reflecting, like I realized that he probably saw me before I saw him because when I look behind me, I can see the trail. So it's possible that he was looking around and he saw me, which is interesting because no one's ever, there's been like one person who's like, he didn't really approach me, but, um, there's like, like, if you keep going back, there's like a whole like area that people have been like hanging out. At. It looks, it looks relatively chill. Like it looks like it's been cleaned up and there's like a little like hangout spot. So I'm like, maybe people hang out down there. But then one day we saw like trash back there and I was like, ah, eh, that's a bummer. Um, and my mom's like, what are you doing alone in the woods? I'm like, I'm like 10 feet from the trail where there's like babies and college students and, you know, people walking by all the time. But I am like kind of back slightly behind that. There's like some trees. There's like four or five large trees. Yeah, it's a wooded, it's a wooded area, but that's why I like it. It does feel somewhat secluded until someone just totally comes into your space or you feel like they're coming into your space because you're there alone a lot of the time. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm from India. And he kind of, and I was like, like sitting on the ground, you know, and he came like what I thought was close. I was like, I can still totally see you when you were standing where you were just standing. Um, why did you step over the log? And at that point, lovelies is when your first yellow flag goes up, you know, because initially you're like, oh, it's just a person, neutral flag. You're not like, oh my gosh, I'm alone in the woods and it's totally sketchy. Like, no, this could totally be like a, 
legitimate chill interaction. Um, and that's why I'm sort of trying to sort out right now. I'm like, was this a legitimate chill interaction or was this like, like, could this have been really bad for someone else <laughs> um, that doesn't have, you know, a solid right hook such as myself? Um, but, you know, I was aware. I was like, all right, you're relatively close. But, you know, he was like, I love America. Like, you know, I'm here on my um, a tourist visa. And I'm like, that's legit. Like, cool. Welcome to America. Glad you're spending your cash here because, you know, we need it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, maybe he's got like an Airbnb or something, but he's been here for a month. Um, he said, but it sounds like maybe he'd been here before. So, you know, he was like, everyone is just lovely. Like you're so you're lovely. And I'm like, thanks. I am lovely. You know? And at this point I'm just like, I mean, this is still relatively chill, but I'm going to stand up right now. Um, because I was just like, I was like, I need to signal that I'm I am here and I don't really know you. And when you're like talking to someone like eye to eye, it's just a little less, uh, less intimidating. So when I stood up, he actually like went back over the, the, the little like log that was like initially in between us when he approached. Um, and I was like, that's cool. That feels, and, and also the ground's slightly lower there. So we were literally like kind of more eye to eye. And I was like, thank you trees. Um, but literally I'm just like this, this poor guy, I definitely had, like, if things had gotten anywhere slightly stranger than they were already kind of getting, um, we wouldn't have had any, we wouldn't have had any issues, but that's like, that, that's a skill, you know, to be like, all right, I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of like where I'm at an advantage and I'm at a disadvantage. And then he, you have all this stuff going on in your back back in your mind, but you're also like, this is like someone who's visiting our country and you know, let's like, let's be chill about it. Why not? I'm all for diplomatic relations. So maybe that's the solution. Maybe it's to call up his friends and be like, Hey, just so you know, um, when he asked for a hug and I said yes to a hug, that did not mean I was also saying yes to a kiss on the cheek. <gasps> that's right. That's right, baby. So he was like, do you want a hug? And I was like, um, uh, okay. You know? And I was like, brief hug. It'll be totally fine. And this is when, this is when, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I've clearly shown that I've, that I'm going to stand up and talk to you like an equal. And I'm also going to, I'm also going to think about what you just said and also how you've presented yourself so far. And then I'm going to make a decision. And then we're going to see how you do or do not respect decisions related to my body that I have made. Um, so this, so we go in for a brief hug and then it was like, you know, there's a pace to a hug, right. The embrace is like the initial touch before, like your, like your muscles are actually like tightening around the other person. That's a whole experience <laughs> right there. And in that very brief time, your bodies are like communicating like, all right, what's, what's this really about? you know? And I was like, his body was communicating. This is more than, uh, I'm going to give you a brief hug. And I was like, I don't understand what happened there because I was clearly like, not sure. And then agreed, which means like, I want a short fucking hug. <laughs> All right. Short hug. 
Um, but it was not a short hug. It was like, it, it was like he was going for more of a hug. And then I pulled away and then he turned in, uh, and kissed me on the cheek. And I was like pulling away as he was doing it, but his lips totally touched my face. Um, and I was like, okay. And then I turned away from him. So before I was like talking to him and now I've turned away. I'm like, okay, you're, you just crossed a boundary, dude. You know, we said yes to one thing and you did something else. So now there's, there's significantly less trust. There's significantly less trust. And you, you also, you're just like, oh my God, my red flags are just like, they're all starting to go up. And I was just working on my shit. <laughs> I was just working on my website and now I'm all like red flag and, and I'm like, all right, well, goodbye. <laughs> and he like wanted, okay. So he's like, he wanted another hug. And I was like, uh, nope. It's <laughs> like, nope. And I gave him a handshake with my left hand, which maybe was rude, <laughs> but he did approach me from my left side. And I'm like, well, he was also offering me his right hand. See, I don't know anything about this ladies. Like this was a very ladies and men's, whoever is listening, everybody who's listening, but I am specifically talking to the ladies right now. If you've ever, because I am a lady, um, if you've experienced something like this, like, cause I just had this whole flashback to my assault in Berlin. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I should say something should I report that it was just like it would be my word against his um and then I'm like is that even really I already have like this other thing <laughs> this other like legal case going on like with an assault and I'm like this wasn't really like any of that but it's on the spectrum babes and what like got and I was like ah I should, and I try to get a hold of my sister because I was like, the first thing that you're going to do, it's like, what's the first thing you're going to do? It's like check, cross check reference. You know what I mean? Do like your protocol, which in my case is just some documentation in the form of a recording that will maybe also be a podcast. So excellent. Um, because yeah. There's so many things about the situation that are unfortunate and still ongoing. But I got to say, if you can keep a good head on straight, you can still have a solid right hook. And I did this before the pandemic, so... But you can still get into it. All right. I don't know what happened, but our neighbor, one day she just started walking past the apartment. She had boxing gloves and I was like, solid. <laughs> I can't really do that anymore because my body's messed up. But if you have it in you and you're like, I've been thinking about, I want to like, you know, find your local martial arts gyms because they're going to help you learn how to throw a solid right hook. And also realize that like you have a physical body and your physical body is like, entitled to some space <laughs> and you also get you know a better understanding of like where your the end of your bubble is um i have very short arms so someone 
can be very close to me before I'm able to like defend myself. And that's just how my body is. Some, some people have really long arms and so you can't get close to them at all. Um, you know, or at least I couldn't get close to them. So, I mean, I was definitely sizing of this person <laughs> of just like, I was like, are you going to try and attack me? Am I going to have to like fight, fight you off? Like <laughs> you're saying how much you love America. And I'm just like, yeah, you love America. Let's like, welcome to America. You know, I know what that's like. I was in Germany and it was like to be like, I don't feel super welcome here, but I would not approach someone like sitting alone in the woods especially if they were male and be like, Hey, like, can I hug you? I mean, maybe it would be a totally different experience. Um, but I also wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know what, what kind of place they're in. I have been hugged in public by women and, and she like cried. She was just like so happy. And I was like, you know, maybe this will be like something like that. Like this could be a very healing experience. And it was like, maybe it's, maybe it can be a healing experience. Like for me, <laughs> it's like, yeah, maybe like that can just have happened. And like, now you, now you don't have to like you know, fall into a pit of despair, um, or fall into a pit of despair a year from now when you realize that like, Oh my gosh, it was totally awful. And I'm, and I'm now totally damaged. <laughs> and I say that as a person with uh, post-traumatic stress, uh, due to a variety of things, but in particular, a sexual assault, um, that I experienced a few years ago that I still kind of, you know, have a conversation with now and again that energy. And today was definitely just now, <laughs> just now was one of those times. And this is one of those instances. So this can be, this can be a blessing. This can be the survival magic of the times is being able to keep your self afloat. And when you run your own business, keeping yourself afloat is doing the work and to do the work you got to keep yourself afloat and you got to flex those survival magic muscles. What is the space that you enjoy working in and how do you make it awesome and productive? And how do you bring yourself back to center when you touch the wire? <laughs> when the wire goes zap and your brain goes zap and then you got to bring it back in. What are your tactics? What are your strategies? Comment below or just think about them and think about, okay, what are some ways that I can like strengthen that a little bit now? Because, you know, you never know what can happen. Hey, lovelies. So I'm just going to add a little tidbit to this recording because, um, the, my initial recording was kind of a first that this encounter with this man in the woods had just happened. And immediately after I recorded that, I was walking away, I was walking back up to the trail and I saw this woman and I just had this instinct that I should tell her what just happened. Um, she was a bit younger uh, and I just approached her and said, you know, hey, can I talk to you about something? And I just totally broke down, um, realizing that that this unwelcome touch by this male was, um, totally inappropriate and uncalled for. And that he most likely stalked me from the time I saw him, uh, several blocks away, uh, before coming into the woods. So I, uh, I actually did end up reporting it to the police and I posted an anonymous 
uh, rant about it on the local Reddit forum. And this (laughs) was the kicker. Um, I woke up in the morning and my post had essentially gone viral and several other women had come forward and said that they had had the exact same interaction with this person, basically, that matched the description. Um, Similar interaction, very friendly, says he's visiting, wants to hug, and then tries to kiss them or attempts to kiss them Um, or touches their body in in some other way. He also, like, touched my face. He... As I was pulling away, he was um, attempting to touch my face. So uh, that was a pretty crazy <laughs> a couple of days. Um, I feel like I'm f- farther away from the fog of all of it, but it was a pretty intense um, just kind of realizing afterwards that I was maybe minimizing uh, the experience a little bit. Um, and then you know, reading the comments on the the Reddit post that this had happened to like multiple other uh, w- women who are alone uh, in the woods just made me feel totally awful. <laughs> um, and I actually called some of the the local businesses around the trail and was like, "Hey, this person's lurking around doing sketchy stuff. So you know, keep an eye out and you know, don't let him touch you because he's obviously pushing boundaries uh, with multiple people." So, whew, yeah, this is the survival magic, babes, is, you know, don't keep stuff to yourself. I had no idea that this was like not a one-time occurrence, um, and I was totally not alone in my experience, and hopefully um, had encouraged a few people to actually call in and uh, report their experience as well, um, and I hope the, the local police will make somewhat of an effort to find this person. So yeah, unfortunately, since this has happened, I have not gone back to my regular spot. I've just been, I don't know, not called to go back there, which is unfortunate. Um, you know, why can't we just chill in the woods and not have to be in fear for our lives and bodies? Um, we should be able to enjoy the great outdoors wherever we are without living in fear. But this is the patriarchy and we have to continue fighting it. And I hope that this podcast is part of that, uh, you know, voice of solidarity for survivors that have, you know, experienced any spectrum of, of violence or boundary crossing in a public space. It just feels totally awful. Um, and it's not your fault. And we t- don't deserve this <laughs> at all. So I, I hope that uh, my story can, uh, you know, just offer some uh, strength and healing uh, to anyone who's experienced any kind of um, experience like this in the past. And I hope that um, you'll continue to tune in to Survival Magic Radio. And in the future, we will be talking about other things <laughs> that are you know, not unfortunate acts of, uh, you know, male aggression, uh, in public and getting in the way of us being able to build our business and, and crush in, in our daily lives. But, um, I'm just saying for myself, uh, just continuing to, to persevere and continuing to, you know, build my client pipeline and finish my landing page. Very excited. Um, and just, uh, yeah, continuing to, 
to persevere in the face of adversity. So we are warriors, we are strong, we are survivors. Thank you for being here. Much love and gratitude. And we'll see you next time.